Hello, this is Jackson. On this episode of the podcast, I talked with Rachel Petrie, who is the star and creator of the show called Fadeaway Girl. Let's be artful. Okay, so I am with Rachel. Um, mm-hmm. What is your full name? My full name is Rachel Petrie. And um, you are in a show called Fadeaway Girl. Mm-hmm. So you, first of all, you're not a stranger to this Fringe Festival. No. You've performed here many times. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the other shows that you've done? The first show that I brought here was called the Finkel's Theater Show, and that was in 2010, I believe. Then 2011, I came back with Four Humors Theater, and we did You Only Live Forever Once, which awesome. was a James Bond farce <laughs> with puppets. It was really silly and funny. Um, and then the next time I... He- yeah, and then it was 2012. We came down again with Four Humors with Bombas and Bearline, or the Bumblebee and the Hummingbird show. Um, and we won awards for the Finkel's Theater Show and Bombas and Bear Line. So, um, yeah. So awesome. we, we've done pretty well here in the past and um, had a really great time. And I just keep coming back because the people are so nice and it's such a lovely festival. And Yeah, I was about to ask, you know, why, why, why do you enjoy the Cincinnati Fringe? And do you do yeah. other Fringe festivals around? Yeah, um, I've done the... Min- I'm from Minnesota. I'm from okay. St. Paul. Um, and so I've done the Minnesota Fringe many times. Um, my... Uh, the other person that made the Finkels theater show with me, um, uh, Ryan and I took the Finkels to Winnipeg and Montreal as well. Um, but that's it. So I've been to Minnesota, Cincy, Winnipeg and Montreal. Awesome. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so what makes, what do you think makes Cincinnati unique when you, when you, uh, think of the Cincinnati Fringe Festival? I actually, I like Cincy, um, because like, uh, you know, like I said, I've performed at the Minnesota Fest- Fringe Festival the most yeah. of all, all of the festivals I've done. Um, and that's a pretty large festival. And while yeah. that's fun, um, I do, one thing I really like about Cincy is that it's a little bit smaller. So you get to feel like like you could actually meet everyone involved. We know because everybody comes to the know yeah. um, and hangs out at fringe uh, headquarters. And so it's a nice, like you, you get, you get to know the audience members, you get to know the other artists. It's just when, when festivals get so big, it's, it's still fun, but it's just not as like, it kind of feels like a happy family here, you know? Yeah, so that's kind of nice to have it be a little more intimate. But yeah. Go, what yeah, are you going to say? I've, I've, uh, I've, said this i think to everybody that i've talked to now but Mm -hmm. it really does you know the festival seems like just one giant community yeah um, yeah where artists and audience members can talk Mm -hmm. about really anything yeah um which is great for the podcast yes because a whole bunch of people want to talk about what they do or Mm -hmm. their opinions Mm -hmm. and so um to start off um this fringe festival has kind of an overarching uh topic that a mm-hmm. lot of shows are talking about and that's mental health yeah um yeah. and yours is a prime example mm-hmm. of just a great show that is about that issue thank you um mm-hmm. and so when okay so for fadeaway girl mm-hmm. it starts with a voiceover of you trying to decide how to start the show yeah <laughs> and so let's start there yeah how did you decide that you were going to do this show so, um, yeah, so just a brief history. Um, so this show, for people who haven't seen it, is my own story of my own experience with um, being di- diagnosed with depression and then bipolar disorder um, and then just kind of navigating that and figuring out what does that mean and, and how does my life look and how do I manage that? Um, and so, yeah, so literally, uh, uh, well, the show itself, I mean, I, I 
I've been thinking about it for a long time and just feeling like, you know, I had something really interesting happen to me, you know, all these experiences I've had with, with these diagnoses, um, or diagnoses, I should say, I guess, um, that I just felt like it was a, an important story to share because I do see that more people are starting to talk openly about mental health and yeah. I think it's so important. And I thought, you know, this is, I'm just one person and all of this is unique to me. And I know my experience isn't going to be the same as someone else's, but by sharing my experience, you know, maybe other people might feel like, I mean, maybe they don't want to get up on a stage and share theirs and that's fine, but maybe they want to write something or maybe they just want to talk to someone and open up about it, but not like in a very public way. And that's awesome. And the whole reason I did the show and wanted to do it was to get people talking or to, to, to have, to make people feel more comfortable talking about that subject. So, um, so one of the, uh, bigger subjects and one of my favorite scenes, uh, Mm -hmm. is about depression Mm -hmm. and, um, having gone through those experiences, um, of, you know, issues of mental health, Mm -hmm. when you put it on stage, what kind of emotions are you feeling when you're actually performing them? Because it must, it must be really difficult when you're performing something very personal and it's a performance, Mm -hmm. but you have to relive the experience of actually going through it. Yeah. It's interesting. A friend of mine who just came to show, she came to see the show that you were at uh, last night. She kind of asked me the same thing. She's like, how is that for you? You know, emotionally. And it's interesting because I feel like I've, at this point, I've kind of distanced my distanced myself so much from the actual event sure. that sometimes I even feel like I need to kind of ground myself and remind myself, okay, why why did you want to do this show in the first place? Like, why are you doing this? And and I don't want to lose the authenticity of it, but also I feel like opening yourself up too much to the things that happened, to, like opening myself up too much to the things that happened to me, like. There's there's a fine balance uh, performing it where you like you need to perform it in a way that you're not gonna like be overcome by your real life experience in yeah. the moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> so a, it's, it's a, a very delicate balance. It is a between, delicate balance between you know actually experiencing it on stage while you're trying to perform it. Right, and and giving it the the true like authenticity that it deserves, yeah. so that it's not like doesn't have a feeling of being put on, yeah. you know, it, it doesn't, it or doesn't it seem like honest. bad acting. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just want yeah. it to be honest and, and for people, people to be able to under, if they haven't experienced it to, to maybe be able to understand it a little bit better, or if they have to say, Oh, there's someone else who knows what I feel like, you know, just, yeah. just that I'm not alone and that there's a lot of people that have felt this way before. So, yeah. So kind of mm-hmm. going along with that, um, mm-hmm when you've performed it is is this the first festival that you performed this show at it's the first festival we um we did the show for the very first time in november at a theater in minneapolis minnesota great um uh, just a five weekend run and we paired it with another show it worked out really well um but no i've never taken it to a fringe festival before so this is first fringe and so with with it being the first fringe Mm -hmm. and also really just the run in general Mm -hmm. What has the general audience reaction been to the topics, the way you present them, mm-hmm. and what's and I guess what is the what's the most memorable audience experience that you've had while either during the performance mm-hmm. or you know following up after the performance of you know having that sort of experience? Actually, yeah, I um, I've only had two shows so far. Um, they've both gone really well, and I think that 
um, I, you know, people have come up to me after each performance and talked to me and, you know, told me, um, how much they enjoyed it and how like, you know, it touched them or that they could connect with it. Um, but I'd say really the most memorable, um, conversation I've had even happened before I, we opened. Um, I, a couple of gentlemen came up to me and they said, well, what's your show about? And I said, well, it's about my own experience with mental health. And, and they just opened up to me and one of them said, you know, my niece is struggling. And the other um, gentleman said, you know, I've struggled. And then um, I said, well, please, you know, if, if you can fit it in your schedule, you know, I'd love for you to see it. And they came to opening night. And then I saw them at uh, Fringe headquarters afterwards, and um, one of them came up to me and just hugged me yeah. and was like, that your show is so important, and thank you so much. And then we talked more about his niece, who, you know, she has been struggling, but he said, you know, she's doing better now. And um, I said, that's great. And just talking about, like, finding a good therapist and, like, you know, does she have a good doctor? And then just about their struggles, too. And it's just, it's so, that's why I did the show. Like to just yeah. be able to talk to people about these things and to hear other people's stories and to for for everyone to know, like, even though it is still this taboo thing that has the stigma attached to it, that it's like we just everyone needs to know, like, they're not alone. Yeah, we're not alone. Like, if you're not dealing with something, someone, you know, is mm -hmm. and that it's just a very it's like it is, it is a scary thing, but it's also a very normal thing. Yeah. And there's so much help. And especially in Cincinnati, like before I came here, I was just thinking, you know, who could I let know about this show? And, um, and my boyfriend actually reminded me cause I wanted to do this in Minnesota when we did it the first time. And I for, kind of forgot and it was too late, but he said, you should reach out to mental health, um, organizations in the area and let them oh. know that it's happening. And I was okay. like, that's a great idea. And so, um, I did that and there are like, I just Google search, you know, did a, did a, an online search, um, for, you know, mental health organizations in the area. And it was like, there were so many. And so I just let all of them know that it was happening in case anyone was interested. But it's like, so there's so many resources just here. But I mean, I think in any town you go to, um, you're going to find that it's just people are realizing more and more like how important this is yeah. to just have resources and to... Yeah, just to have people um, and organizations around that can support everyone when they're going through a tough time. So. Yeah, and, and you said, um, you know, being open about um, what you're going through. And one of the things I really enjoyed about the show was while you were doing a costume change, um, <laughs> yeah. you had written uh, these, I don't know how many there are, but there's, you know, things of, oh. you know, how, how can you improve your health? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And... To me, I was I, I kept on listening to each one. I was like, oh man, I need to do that. I need to do that. <laughs> and yeah. it, it realized it, it made me realize that there are some things in my life that I can improve. Yeah. And so going through that list, mm -hmm. if you had to pick one, yeah. what do you think people can take away from that? And what do you, what do you think that there's one that you think everybody should be doing? Yeah. Okay. So um yeah, so it, what uh yeah, what you're talking about is this list that I made um, with my mom and my therapist of ways to keep, ways to stay healthy and balanced. And, um, so it's a list of about 14 things. And, um, I mean, I think of, and I don't even know if I, I say it in these words exactly, but, um, okay. but I think just staying connected to other people yeah. is huge, especially like for me when I've been depressed, you just want to isolate yourself 
yeah. and you think nobody understands. And maybe sometimes people even say like, I don't get it. Like, I mean, I had a friend say to me like, well, why are you depressed? Like you have such a good life. Like you, why? I don't get it. You know? Yeah. And it's like, if you have never experienced it, it doesn't make sense because you know, a lot of times people will say, you know, oh, well, so-and-so, like, they're so smiley. Like, why, why, I don't even understand how they could be depressed. But it's like a lot of times people put on that happy face. I definitely get you that. You know? Yeah. And, and it's like, I think we all do it sometimes. Um, but anyway, I'm kind of, I'm kind of going on a tangent. But yeah, I would say just like staying connected with other people and finding your people who understand you, who, when you are you know, it, and it's not only depression, it's like anything you've got, if it's, if it's anxiety, PTSD, like, um, anything, any, any diagnosis or not a diagnosis, just if you're having a hard time and you feel like yeah. what is going on with me, just to be able to find people who understand that and who, who will just sit with you and be with you in that and help you however they can, or, or if they can't help you say, well, do I need to take you into the hospital or, you know, do we need to call your therapist or doctor? And like, those aren't bad things, you know, yeah. they're, it's really good that those, those are, um, that those, uh, resources are there. So yeah, just staying connected mm -hmm. to others and finding your people who are there for you and understand what you're mm -hmm. going through. You know, it, it must be, you, you must have to be pretty introspective when you're writing this mm -hmm. because you have to be able to deal with thinking of things that, you know, you know our problems or mm -hmm. you know that you have to deal with mm -hmm. and then have to write it out, rehearse it, act mm -hmm. it out. Mm -hmm. So was during the process, was there ever a moment where you thought of something you wanted to talk about but hesitated to actually put it on stage? Well, I mean, I knew like, well, suicide is a really touchy subject. Um, and I knew I needed to talk about it because I had had suicidal thoughts um, and it's important. And the whole reason I wanted to do the show was to get people talking about difficult subjects. Yeah. And that's probably one of like the more or the most difficult subject for people to discuss. Yeah. Op openly. Um, it's, it's really complicated and super sad and tragic. And I say this, you know, with like some high profile celebrity suicides happening this week with Kate yeah. Spade and um, Anthony Bourdain. And it's just like, so it's a thing that happens a yeah. lot. And um, and so when we were, I knew I wanted to talk about that and talking with my director, Keely Walter, um, you know, I just said, I, I don't know how to do this scene, you know? And I, I wrote the scene um, and I was pretty happy with the, what I wrote, but um, it's like, it's just, it's, it is such a sensitive thing. And I was like, I want to be respectful, but I don't want, you know, just worrying, like, and I always think about, like, who is in my audience? Like, who's in my audience right now? And, like, I don't know who's sitting there. Yeah. I don't know what they're going through. I don't know if they've attempted suicide or if they've lost someone to it or if they're in a really, really depressed place and they're thinking about it right now. And then here I am giving a monologue about it. Yeah, discussing it. So, so I just, that was a very challenging topic to tackle. And I think from what I've heard from people, I've gotten feedback that, um, I feel like we did a pretty good job of giving it the respect that it deserves and also being very sensitive yeah. about it. Um, but also just acknowledging like, this is a thing. And I, I mean, I just talk about my experience with it. So yeah. kind of, I don't really put it on the audience because I didn't want to make yeah. anyone feel comfortable, but I just want to say like, this is a thing and I'm just going to share with you my thoughts on it and, and what I, I've, what I've felt about it. And I think that, um, 
you know, even with a really tough subject like that, mm -hmm. you approached it in a very artistic way mm -hmm. and you stated your your own thoughts on the issue and you did it in a way that you know again you know i think you said it that it didn't put any stress on the audience of you know this is how you need to be feeling about it this is just right. my experience right and the way you did that i loved because you had the projector mm -hmm. with the bridge and you mm -hmm. tied in the story of you know you know walking uh walking and commuting on the bridge mm -hmm. and then you realizing someone had fallen yeah and your reaction to that yeah um which i thought was the most powerful part of that because mm -hmm. you know the stuff that you said about you know not being able to take it back and that sort of thing and mm -hmm. it was it was very emotional mm -hmm. and i think it it puts everything into perspective mm -hmm. um and i think the the one part for me mm -hmm. that i related to yeah was um, when you put out the blanket and you were talking about not being able to get out of bed because yeah. you're depressed. Mm -hmm. um, I went through a breakup really early in my undergrad. Yeah. And while you were doing that, you were, you were pausing a lot mm -hmm. because you were trying to get out the words to be able to describe it. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, I said, I, I've been there. Yeah. And, you know, the, the rest of the scene is you either lying there or trying to get up. Yeah. And it was very relatable. Mm -hmm. And it helped me, you know, kind of walk my own thoughts through it, mm -hmm. my own emotions through mm -hmm. it. Um, so when it comes to everyone that is watching and that may relate to it, mm -hmm. what do you hope as the artist and the writer, mm -hmm. what do you hope they take away from your performance in general? Um, well, I mean, I, without giving anything away, um, uh, you know, I wanted to leave the audience with an uplifting feeling at the end. Sure. Um, and really, you know, the, the main, the main message I wanted to send people away with was, you know, yes, like this is really difficult. Like mental illness is really hard. It's really scary. Um, you know, I've been fortunate enough to, I mean, I'm in a really good place right now. Um, and it's been five, the past five years that I've really learned a lot. Um, and, and, you know, gotten to a place where I'm, I'm doing well now, but like that may not always be the case. And, and, you know, other people might really be struggling right now and like trying to find the right med and like things like that. And it, it is hard, but just that, um, like stick with it and, keep connected and, um, keep trying. And cause, cause I have been there, I've been really low and I'm not there anymore. And so it's just kind of like wanting to leave people with a sense of hope. Like life is beautiful. <laughs> like yeah. it really is. And just to, to connect with other people, realize that we're not alone. You're not alone, that yeah. we're all, we're all human and we're all, we all have these feelings and that, um, we all just need to be there for each other. And that's why, again, the reason I wanted to do the show is just even if it's like if it, if it helped one person or it gets like, a, you know, somebody talking about it and they can get some help. Like, that's huge. That's that's like the reason why I wanted to do it. And if it helps more than one person, great. But, yeah, just leaving people with a sense of hope and, yeah. and that, you know what, it's it's going to be OK and there's help out there. And yeah. So awesome. Yeah. 
Well, it was great talking to you. Yeah, thanks um, for having me. Are you going to be taking uh, the show anywhere else? Uh, not, soon? not now. No, okay. um, I hope to remount it in the Twin Cities, um, probably sometime in the next year. But um, then after that, I don't know. <laughs> awesome. So. Well, thank you so much for yeah, being able thanks, to talk Jackson. with us. Thank you. Thank you, Rachel, for an amazing interview and a very thought-provoking show. Um, it was fantastic to be able to see it, and I really do hope you come back to the Cincinnati Fringe Festival next year. That is it for this episode of The Artfuls. Make sure to tune in for the rest of the week where we have so many more interviews of artists from the Cincinnati Fringe Festival. And we have a change in the schedule. The agenda has been changed to Wednesdays. Yes, you heard that right, Wednesdays. After I gave you so much crap last week, well, you know what? Get over it. I can do what I want. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And as always, have an artful day. Hey.